In her book, What Makes You Come Alive, Centering Prayer Practitioner Loretta Coleman Brown engages with the spiritual walk with American mystic Howard Thurman. Throughout her work, she emphasizes the importance of knowing who we are before we go out and try to do something. The idea might sound like an oversimplifying uh, self-help jargon. However, she roots this assertion in two components that are at the heart of Thurman's practice. The first element is knowing that you are a holy child of God. The second element is the cultivation of inner authority. These elements do not become integral parts of us overnight or in a flash, nor are they once and for all eternity type of happenings. They are ongoing processes, daily, moment by moment practices. For Thurman, to know that you are a child of God stabilizes the ego and produces godly courage in the face of oppression, violence, confusion, and chaos. God is the source of one's self-esteem and helps one to envision a hope for the transformation of her outer world. Thus, inner authority does not come from us, nor, it, nor is it revealed by flesh and blood, but by our Father in heaven. Just as the Spirit is our source for spiritual gifts, so too is the Spirit the one who reveals who we are in God, while also giving us inner authority. Knowing that you are a holy child of God with inner authority means that you do not have to internalize what other people think or say about you. Also, you do not have to internalize the ways which people negatively react to situations and the way they choose to behave. The prophet Isaiah says, listen, look, heed, and look to the Lord, our rock. Look to our spiritual ancestors, Abraham and Sarah. Isaiah's words reflect an inner confidence, an inner authority, and a hope in God's future deliverance despite the utterances of those around him. Likewise, the psalmist praises God in advance for what the Lord will bring to pass. And this confidence in God's preservation of the lowly was not revealed by flesh and blood, but by our Father in heaven. God will protect the dispossessed, the disinherited, the disenfranchised, the marginalized, the forgotten, and will save them from the fury of their enemies. To know that you are a holy child of God means that you believe what God says about himself, and what God says about you. God brings his salvation on his terms and his time. Just look to Matthew. Jesus and his disciples came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, which is a lower area of Lebanon at the plateau of Jordan at Galanitis. Matthew mentions this place to remind us that Jesus, along with his disciples, are members of the dispossessed. We've seen throughout Matthew's story that the Herodian dynasty and the Roman occupation are vital props in the evangelist narrative. 
And all the other places that Jesus had gone to were places for his teachings, his healings, his miracles, and encounters with folk. He fed thousands of people twice, remember? He fed the 5,000 and then he fed the 4,000. He healed people of sickness, he preached sermons with a boat and or a mountaintop as his pulpit. He walked on water and made his argument regarding that which truly defiles a person. Yet, this place is the place for inquiry and revelation. I call it the place of the true reveal. This is a sermon's title, The True Reveal, a place where we first hear utterances of God's emerging church. And though this passage is short, it is rich and climactic. Jesus immediately asks the disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? And this is a big question given the place in the social context. Jesus doesn't openly say that he's referring to himself. And to me, it sounds like he's asking, what is the people's definition of the Son of Man? This suggests that the Son of Man is a label for those who are the human mouthpieces for issues and concerns of God. Those who speak out against injustices and unrighteous acts. The Son of Man appears to be synonymous with the prophet of God. The disciples' response somewhat supports this idea, also revealing that they are aware of the people's interpretation of Jesus' bold interactions with the community through his apparent efforts in social work. The second question posed to the disciples opens with the word, but. And this indicates a sharp contrast between what the people say and what the disciples say. Given their close proximity to Jesus, I would say it hints at the verb to know. Jesus asked the disciples, but who do you say that I am? I wonder if they were speechless, except for Peter, right? It was shocking. It's a shocking question, and they probably felt that they were being put on the spot. Did they have time to process their own assessments of who Jesus truly is? Peter answers right away, and isn't this Peter being Peter? He says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. But those words uttered by Simon Peter may not be the most climactic or turning point point-turning words of this passage. If we were to read this section from a pre-resurrected Jesus lens, think about it, we may be able to understand that the phrases or terms son of man and son of God refer to the one who acts as the man of God and prophet of God. The son of man was mentioned in previous chapters in Matthew and the disciples even said to him, Truly, you are the Son of God. And this was as Jesus climbed back into the boat after he was walking on water. Anglican theologian N.T. Wright observes this in these terms. 
He says that they also refer to the earthly kings of Israel as the king was regarded as God's special representative. Peter's response, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. In other translations, it says you are the Christ, the son of the living God. It indicates that Peter's and the other disciples' recognition of Jesus' authority, they recognize his authority in the context of the dispossessed. It is not what the disciples say or even what Peter says that makes this passage a turning point. It was what Jesus says in response to Peter that moves this story upward. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Joseph, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. On the surface, it may be one thing is revealed, but if you look closely, two things are revealed at this moment. One, Peter boldly acknowledges what is in his heart regarding who Jesus is. And this revelation came from God. It is Peter's heart that Jesus sees. Two, it is in stating that the revelation came from the Father that Jesus is revealing his spiritual authority and tandem with his prophetic, earthly, justice-seeking identity. The Messiah, the Christ, includes and goes beyond the concept of an earthly prophet king who is the mouthpiece against injustice. It reveals that Jesus is God's king, as God's heaven, his heavenly kingdom, has come to earth. For the first time, a proclamation of the continuity and connectedness between heaven and earth is revealed. What Jesus goes on to say, he goes on to say, reveals a new definition of Messiah, a Messiah in heaven, and on earth. The people's definition was limited as their messiahs came and went once the leader was caught and the followers dispersed. Yet, Jesus tells Peter and the others that he will build a church. He will build a church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. Meaning that Hades or death will not stop this emerging church, given that it is followed by Jesus' prediction of his death. I would say the gates of Hades not overcoming it, the church foretells of his resurrection, for the emerging church will be his resurrected body. Peter and the others will soon see that they are holy children of God, blessed with inner authority from the indwelling spirit. In this moment, the continuity between Jesus's divinity and his humanity is revealed, and thus the disciples get a glimpse of who they will be in him. This powerful moment in Caesarea Philippi is concluded with then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Concerning this verse, 
N.T. Wright states, Jesus is going to build a community consisting of those who give allegiance to him as God's anointed king. And this movement, this community starts then and there at Caesarea Philippi. Wright believes that Jesus' stern command reveals that this is a secret that can become deadly if leaked out. On the one hand, I agree with Wright, yet I'm inclined to consider what Bishop Michael Curry has identified as Jesus' use of reverse psychology. For some reason, and these questions arise, what parts remained secret and what elements were told? Howard Thurman's well-known statement, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive and go do that because the world needs more people who have come alive. Coming alive is connected to renewing our minds, our whole selves. We must allow the Spirit to transform us and give us a revelation of where and who we are to serve according to the faith, the grace, and the gifts given to us. As the church, the living members of the body of Christ, Paul charges us with not being conformed to this world. The limited imaginations and the external voices and opinions that suggest we are not who and what God says we are. To be transformed by the renewing of our minds is not a one-time occurrence. This is a daily practice through prayer, contemplation, worship, and other spiritual practices. The renewing of the mind and the self and the process of coming alive in service to God's kingdom requires that we maintain our knowing that we are holy children of God and that we have inner authority. We must allow God to enter in and transform us, help us come alive in his church, discerning our spiritual gifts and how we can serve others for the common good. The church has been built and continues to become a beloved community. A long way from the emerging community revealed in the words whispered by Jesus at Caesarea Philippi. And the church has come alive with its many members, able and gifted to serve. Know that you are holy children of God. Rest in your inner authority so that the outer circumstances, the confusion, the polarization, the things that challenge your mental health, your sense of self, do not overcome you. Then allow God to, re to reveal to you what makes you come alive. Then go and do it. Amen.